Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 1057 1057 the fan. <laughs> ah, little Billy Joel for you. I told him the Condiff Jason's music. Yeah, well, that's yeah. always good. Yeah, that's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, Orioles lose 7 2. They are still 45 and, uh, what is it, 45 and 28 on the year now. So, like, they're, they're a good baseball team. <laughs> but uh, ugly start for Tyler Wells. They got two solo homers basically at the same place. Ramon Orios and, and Gunnar Henderson, the ninth inning, hit solo homers to center field. That's their runs. Uh, but Tyler Wells imploded in the second inning, Tim. This was he gave up two solo home runs. Tyler Wells gives up solo home runs. He seemed that that's his that's his blemish on his on his uh, line this year. But the two errors turned a two run inning into a four run inning, and at that point, you're you're sunk. Yeah, it's compounding the issue right there. You can live with two runs, but then when it's four to nothing, especially at the trop, it's a serious uphill uh, uphill climb for the Orioles, and not many teams could do it. Rays have only lost eight games in Tampa, but this two-game series, it you saw so much of what you love about this team, but then your concerns about it, right? You go back to last night. And you can see how dynamic this offense can be mm-hmm. when it's on. We're Santander, and then you see the the O'Hearns and Hicks of the world uh, both <laughs> having great games. And Austin Hayes had three hits, and and Bradish pitched very well. But then the middle relief it struggled in both of these games, and and it, you you just see things that give you some pause and then you see things that really get you excited about this ball club. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things at play here today. They only got four hits. When you yeah, get and four that's hits, that's what I'm saying, the inconsistency yeah, yeah, of the offense yeah. where you put up an eight spot last night and then you followed it up with four hits and yeah. Gunnar Henderson hit that home run to give him the second run in the ninth inning. Tyler Wells is your de facto ace. Yes. And, and I tweeted before the start of the game, this would be, this would be a beautiful day for Tyler Wells to give him seven. Uh, he, he implodes in the second inning, gives up four runs, and at that point, it's going to be a tough hill to climb because they're not hitting Taj Bradley at all. The young pitcher went six, only gave up three hits, struck out eight, didn't walk anybody, just the one run, the Urias home run. The, the What they're getting in the bottom of their lineup of late 
when Adam Frazier has given them nothing of late, of late and, and Jorge Mateo, you know, last night you mentioned it. They hit. They had 10 hits. They scored eight runs. They didn't get anything from the bottom of their lineup last night either because those two guys aren't hitting at all. And frankly, once again, I got to bring it up. Taj Bradley's right-handed, correct? Jorge Mateo's right-handed, correct? Joey Ortiz is left-handed, correct? Why is he not starting at shortstop today against a right-handed pitcher? It just seems like it's one of Brandon Hyde's guys. And as far as Frazier, you go back to that game against the Blue Jays where he was being interviewed during that broadcast. He ended up going yard, and he was gushing about Adam Frazier. And when we've had some of the guys on the beat, Mm -hmm. they say the same things. It just sounds like it's a Brandon Hyde guy. But at some point... (laughs) You got to produce, Ken. I mean, it's it's great being a nice guy, but when your OPS is 671, you played in 71 of the 73 games, something doesn't add up there. When Jorge Mateo, God bless him for that April, which was unbelievable, otherworldly, last 38 games, 186 on base percentage. He's not help. I get it. The glove will play, and yeah, he had some defensive blunders over the past couple of days, but the glove will play for the most part, but... I mean, a 180 on base percent? You're telling me Joey Ortiz can't give him that? I, I on, the, on the Frazier part of it, I can buy some of the he's good in the clubhouse sure. thing. And, I, and, and I'm not telling you to get rid of him right now. But I'm telling you he should park his butt on the bench and have somebody come up here who I, I just, as bad as Frazier's been of late, you can't tell me that Jordan Westberg is going to be worse. Like when you're that bad, as bad as Mateo, who's worse than Frazier has been. You can't tell me Joey Ortiz is going to be worse. And we won't know if they're going to be worse if we can't see them. That's the biggest thing. And Jordan Westberg, just from his bat, they need a they need a shot in the arm in terms of both those positions up the middle. And Westberg. He's played more than he needs to at the AAA level and has earned a call-up. And it is possible to still... You build this deep bench where it's not that Adam Frazier's not going to play at all or it's not that Jorge Mateo's not going to play at all. But if you have those guys that you can call on later in the games, and we know that Brandon Hyde would, I think they could flourish in those type of roles. Adam Frazier this month, and he he did a, hit a couple home runs, one in Toronto, one in, uh, versus Kansas City at home. But he's now nine for fifty eight in the month of June. That's that's like a one sixty batting average. It's it's he's just not giving them much, and it's like a hit here, a hit there. I he's got five extra base hits this month, and Kenny's kind of reverted back to the guy that he has been in terms of the past couple years. He made that uh, all-star game in 2021, but last year with the Mariners, the difference has been the power, Mm -hmm. where he's got the eight home runs, which equals 2022 and 2021 combined, but you like on base percentage last year, 301. It's a 290 right now. The difference is the power, and the batting average is negligible as well, where He's got an okay glove. It's not, you know, he made he made that uh, great diving stop last night and almost uh, threw, threw a guy out. But it's just not a special glove. And no one's saying that Jordan Westberg has a special glove either, but nah. he's got more pop. You're not, the one thing you can argue about Mateo is the glove. But yeah. uh, but I'm sorry, Joey Ortiz is a glove first guy. Exactly. Does he have the range that Mateo has? Probably not. Nobody does. 
but he's also going to probably cover his, his cutoff lane, which Mateo didn't do today, which caused another runner to advance. Uh, I do want to get to Brandon Hyde and his use of the bullpen today. It's a 4-1 game uh, heading into the sixth inning. The Orioles at that point, what, they had three hits, maybe two hits at that point. He goes to uh, Logan Gillespie. And at that point, Logan Gillespie is a guy, he's an arm. He, you're going to use him and probably send him back down for somebody else. He get, gets an out in two hits, and he immediately goes to Keegan Aiken to waste it. Not, not that Keegan Aiken's good, but I don't understand the thought process here. And then they go to Cole Irvin, who gave up a run. But if you're going to go to Cole Irvin, why not go to him earlier and save everybody else? Because you're, you're taking the lump. Like, he decided when it was 4-1, they were still in the game. When it was 6-1, they weren't. Yeah, he's... Trying to straddle the line right there, but it didn't make any sense. And then doubling down on it, like you said, Ken, using Cole Irvin not that long after Gillespie only face uh, only recording one out, and now these bullpen moves are really going to be magnified moving forward because after today, the off days start to dissipate a bit. You, you play sixteen of the next seventeen days. You can't be running Cano out there every day. You can't be running Bautista out there every day. And you're going to have to, Michael Elias is going to have to get creative with this. You're going to have to make moves in this bullpen because a lot of these guys are just not delivering at all in terms of the middle relief. And and I want to get back to the Michael Elias part of this whole thing. And Jason made a point yesterday, which is apt. It's like Michael Elias gets A pluses for the rebuild. But as a general manager, he's never been here before, which is, okay, it looks like you're a playoff team, but now you got to get over the top. And, and I understand. They've been deliberate about everybody. They didn't bring up Adley when we thought we'd bring him up. They'd bring him up. They didn't bring up Gunner when we thought they'd bring him up. They didn't bring up Grayson when they thought they'd bring him up, and then he gets hurt and he misses the whole rest of the year. With with Westberg and Kowser, like I, I got it to an extent for a while, but again, I'll remind people, I was hearing from – from people that Kowser was about to be called up before Mullins got hurt at the end of what last month after the super two thing and let him play all three outfield positions and get uh, Santander more time at first and DH to make the outfield better. And then Kowser gets hurt. If Kowser's playing nine innings a night at triple a, I understand Aaron Hicks is now a variable that wasn't here before. And he's got to play because he's, he's more valuable than, than Ryan McKenna is. But why is Colton Kowser not here? And why? Are, and we talked about this a lot yesterday, but it deserves repeating. Like these guys are going to it. They can't be worse than what you're running out there. No, it's not like you're having all these guys blocking those guys. And they've had so much time at the AAA level and in the minor league system in general where they have earned a look see. Look, if they come up here and they fail, that's one thing. But. We have no idea because we haven't seen them make their debut yet, and they've more than earned it. Yeah, I, I am uh, interested to see. Obviously, tomorrow's a, a, an off day, an odd week, two off days in a week. The Orioles are not known to make announcements on roster moves on off days. They usually do it on the day of the game. I'm really curious to see what, if anything, they do before the game on Friday because I think there are moves to be made. A- and... If if I'm not mistaken, Grayson Rodriguez is starting tonight. Tonight, tonight. I wonder, with no fifth starter needed right now, if he pitches well tonight, is he back up for the next fifth fifth starter term? Well, we were talking about that a lot last week. Just given the schedule of this week, and Grayson really shoved, especially his last start, but really his last two starts. If he goes out tonight, 
and pitches his butt off, I think there's definitely a possibility that he gets called back up and gets back in that spot. Inside access here on a Wednesday. No Jason today. He'll be back tomorrow. Coming up next here on the program, we switch to Ravens. And both Rashad Bateman and Adafi Owe are entering their third season, which is the season that guys have to produce if they're going to get their fifth-year option picked up at the very least, or maybe the team talks an extension. What player is under more pressure, Bateman or Owe? We've got a poll as well next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Inside access to breaking news. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Rafa and Jabu kind of put them together, but uh, David has done great. He looks great to me. I told him today, I, I just, I'm really excited to see him and when the pads come on, see what he can do. And those guys, we've definitely been holding those guys back. I mean, you know, it's, it's not a pass, it's a pass rushing technique camp, but. You know, we're staying away from the quarterback. And we will be in training camp, too. But we will have one-on-ones and things like that. I can't wait to see those guys roll, you know, for the games. You know, preseason games are going to take on a big-time added interest watching those guys rush the passer. Sean Harbaugh during minicamp talking about both Odafe Owe and David Ajabo and huge expectations for David Ajabo, especially after Chuck Smith called him a dude and Chuck Smith doesn't want, isn't one to wax poetic about anybody. He seems to be impressed. Owe entering his third season had, I think it's hard to argue they didn't regress in year two. So you got, they had two first round picks uh, that year. Owe and Bateman and Rashad Bateman entering year three he's had his injury issues his drops issues the question is entering year three 
Who faces more pressure to perform this coming season? And we do have a poll up with that question. It's brought to you by QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, now offering this exciting treatment in Baltimore. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, get a free consultation by calling 410-989-PAIN. That's 410-989-PAIN. 2021 first-round picks. Rashad Bateman and Adafi Owe entering pivotal third years. Both have flashed potential, but have been slowed due to injuries and inconsistencies. Who faces more pressure to perform in 2023 Ravens flock IA 1057 the fan is how you find us on Twitter close to 200 votes in already Adafi Owe 53.3 percent Rashad Bateman 46.7 percent and this was a tough one it it, it probably is kind of that split for me I, I guess I'm looking at this in different layers where Bateman at the beginning of the year flashed the big play of ability and flashed yak potential and he only played in seven games last year and he was fifth in the team in yak and was 23 yards away from being second on the team in yak despite playing seven games and that's been such a missing part of this offense but I almost feel like there's more pressure on Oway just considering the year that he had playing in the majority of the games and now you got Chuck Smith. And also, if Bateman struggles or if Bateman gets hurt, there's more depth at the receiver position as opposed to edge. So maybe it's it's my – this is my opinion for what it's worth. I, I feel like there's more pressure on Owe. I feel Bateman's issues are more injury than anything else. And if he can stay healthy, I think he can put together – that. I could be wrong, but I feel like if he stays healthy, I think he can be impressive. I'm not sold on Oway yet. Like, I've seen him flash, but it's incredibly inconsistent. And, like, the last time he made a monster play in a game was at home against Kansas City, what, two years ago? Like, the, the kind of game-wrecking play where he forces the fumble and recovers it. And then the sacks went down as well, whereas I've seen Bateman, like the, the touchdown to the house against Miami, that 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 looked like number one receiver stuff to me. Like they're, I feel like if he can stay healthy and they've now put more talent around him, I think he can do some things. I'm more concerned about Oway. I think there's more pressure on Oway. The drops are definitely a concern for Bateman at the beginning of the year. I mean, he had seemingly one every single no, week. But but I am with you. Where if he stays healthy, I still think this guy can get a thousand yards. Talking about Bateman with Owe, In seventeen games, he better. Yeah, I know. With with Owe, you're right, Ken. It's the consistency with him. And he was playing better ball down the stretch, had a sack in that playoff game. But I just, considering the state of the position group, too, if Owe doesn't step up and if Bowser's not that guy, Ajabo could be as great as he can be. He's going to get doubled. Mm -hmm. And then if they don't have to worry about Owe, if they don't have to worry about Bowser, then... The Ravens' pass rush is in trouble from an edge rusher standpoint. So that puts even more pressure on Adafi Owe. But both of these guys are playing for their fifth-year contracts to be picked up. If Bateman gets hurt again, yeah. it's not happening. If Owe has a year like he had a year not two, happening. it's not happening. I also want, The other thing that colors this for me is I do think they think they're going to bring Justin Houston back. So that could help Ojabo on the other side. 
I, but I do think there's a ton of pressure on Owe. Like if he has another mid-season, middling kind of year where he's invisible most of the time, and he's even Chuck Smith said when he talked about the two guys, like one guy's got moves, the other guy needs to learn moves, and the guy that has the moves is the younger guy. Who like, had a red shirt? Yes, yes. <laughs> wasn't yeah. able to put those moves into yeah. action outside of 21 snaps in the regular season. And hopefully Chuck Smith's helping unlock some of this stuff, but Adafi Owe is now two years in, and he really hasn't learned any moves other than to try to beat the guy with his speed, and offensive tackles, are the good ones, are too smart to let you do that. Yeah, it was a stark difference when he was talking about those two players. You would have thought that, he was talking about Oway, the guy going into year three, not the guy that just had a redshirt year. And that was the knock on Oway coming out of college at Penn State with just how raw he was. And now entering year three, hearing that from Chuck Smith, def- definitely a little disappointing for sure. But you're hoping that he can provide some of that pass rush uh witchcraft if you will (laughs) throw him that way i'll say this too and i i have been a bateman truther remember i said he was gonna have the greatest wide receiver year a a ravens receiver was ever had and then of course this thing went sideways and he got hurt and that wasn't gonna happen Uh, i i do think there's some bad luck here with him if he can just stay healthy and you realize they got a real offensive coordinator now, a real big boy offensive coordinator. And you got Odell Beckham, and you got Nelson Aguilar, and you got Mark Andrews, and you have these two tight ends. Like, there are going to be options. Lamar Jackson's got to get all these guys to football. I get that. But I think Bateman's got an opportunity to be something. I'm not as confident about Oway. And I think it frees Bateman up having yes. all of those options. Where last year, I always felt for Mark Andrews because he was the only guy that kept opposing defensive coordinators up at night, and they could just hone in on him where now you got Bateman you got Zay Flowers Aguilar didn't even mention Flowers yeah Aguilar you got Andrews and Likely and Kohler and you know the run game to where you can't just zone in on a Rashad Bateman and and I am with you the him coming off list Frank surgery definitely is troublesome because I mean that is a serious Mm. foot surgery but I'm with you. If he stays healthy, I think he can play up to his draft position. Remember, go to IA1057The Fan, vote on the poll. It'll be up for 24 hours. Uh, Orioles lose today, 7 2. They are off tomorrow. Start a homestand against the Seattle Mariners on Friday. Coming up next, time for your best bets. Time to make some money. Our friend Tim Murray from VSIN joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required see store for details love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile we have america's largest 5g network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop we have the 5g speed you need whatever takes you on the go t-mobile's got you covered find out more at t-mobile.com network today Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers with Jason and Ken. 105.7 The Fan. It's a Wednesday, which means it's time to head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline where our friend Tim Murray from VEASAN joins us every week. And Tim, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. The NBA draft is tomorrow. Any uh, potential betting opportunities there? So this thing has been wild. So uh, always appreciate it, guys. Yeah, tomorrow night, um, not nearly the uh, betting extravaganza that the NFL draft has become, but certainly uh, has, you know, over the years, especially last year, guys, when, you know, Woj came out, I think the day of the draft and said that the Orlando Magic were likely to select Jabari Smith out of Auburn mm. and the and the odds went nuts and obviously Paolo Boncaro went number one and it was kind of that uh tug of war between what Woj said and what you know the betting market was was trying to figure out so last night we had a pretty interesting situation unfold Victor Wembenyama is going one that is in lock you know if you want to make a hundred bucks tomorrow uh, go Mike, uh, find someone who has 20 grand and put minus 2,000 down and uh, you'll make a hundred dollars. Uh, but Victor Wembanyama's going one. The question has always been who's going two to the Hornets. And initially right out of the gates, it, it looked like it was going to be Brandon Miller. And then it shifted back to Scoot Henderson. And then yesterday, guys, I was on the air at 830 Eastern on my show and we had our NBA insider, his name's Jonathan Von Tobel, who, you know, like all of us at VEASAN, kind of just keep an eye on the market and what people are saying. And he came on the air and he goes, guys, the odds haven't moved, but Woj just went on ESPN and said, Brandon Miller's going to be the pick too. Mm. And it was just this situation. I tweeted out the clip, guys, where I was staring at the market, and unfortunately here in Nevada, we don't have DraftKings or FanDuel, so I, I couldn't actually get involved, yeah. but I'm like letting people know. I'm like, hey, it's uh, even money, even money. It took about three hours from when that was set on my show to the market going nuts, and right now, guys, Brandon Miller is minus 500 at DraftKings and minus 650 at FanDuel to be the number two overall pick. Last night it was plus money, and it is now minus as high as minus 650 for him to be the number one pick. You know, the one thing I do want to look for, and if anyone out there has this, I was just thinking about it, it just came to me, guys. So Victor Wembanyama at DraftKings right now is minus, I think he's minus 225. Let me get the exact number. Yeah, minus 225 to win NBA Rookie of the Year. So... Interesting thing out there is remember the team he's getting drafted to, right? He's going to get drafted by the Spurs. Spurs are a team that kind of started load management, right? With with Tony Parker and Tim Duncan and Mano Ginobili. They they really, they, they just don't care. Like, yeah. like, they don't care about the league. They're like, well, we're going to take care of our guy. Victor Wembenyama is 7'5". He's a very unique body type. And I think they're going to be very cautious. 
So the reason I bring this up is there's a new threshold that has been set by the NBA when it comes to awards to avoid, you know, this type of, you know, the shutdowns, etc. So you have to play 65 games in order to win any award in the NBA. So if you can find a Victor Wembenyama versus the field and get plus money and you get Scoot Henderson, you get Chet Holmgren, who missed his entire rookie year, even though he could fall certainly into the, uh, you know, won't play 65 games yeah. category. Brandon Miller, if he's in Charlotte or Portland, whatever it may be. I don't know. I think it's interesting to look at. If you could get every other rookie outside of Victor for plus money, knowing that the Spurs could potentially rest him at different times, I, I think that would be worth a bet if you can find that. I I'm looking for it now. I thought I saw a couple places offer it, but... Yeah, very curious uh, what ultimately happens tomorrow night uh, at number two, but it certainly seems like Brandon Miller, uh, you know, based off of the betting market, based off Woj, based off Jonathan Gavoni, based off of uh, some of the really notable NBA draft names out there. Uh, Raphael Barlow is a guy that, you know, puts out some really good information, sourced information. His most recent mock at Brandon Miller. So, yeah, it looks like a, an opportunity was out there for a good chunk of time last night to get good odds on the guy that seems like he'll be going number two. Tim, the Wizards did Wizards <laughs> things, and they <laughs> sold low on Bradley Beal, sent him to the Suns, but did, how did that change the odds for the uh, futures? Yeah, it's a great question, Tim. And, you know, I, if you watch ESPN or any other place, I'm not just throwing ESPN under the bus because plenty of other places with talking heads – uh, you would think that the Phoenix Suns are, are now a massive favorite to win the NBA Finals. Uh, man, yeah, they're the they're the third favorite. Uh, they're at seven to one now. They entered the playoffs last year, guys, as the favorite to win the NBA or the Western Conference. They weren't the favorites to win the NBA title. I think the Celtics were, um, and they were a favorite in the head-to-head matchup against the Nuggets. As crazy as that sounds, so the the odds have changed a little bit, Tim. But I think we're gonna have. And we'll talk about this more so as we get closer to the season. We'll see how they fill out their roster. But I think we're going to have some opportunities to potentially fade the Suns, maybe in you know a win total under, because I think it's going to be a situation where it is just a little bit too much love in the marketplace. Look, as you mentioned, Tim, for what the Suns had to give up, which was you know a handful of second round picks and expiring contract and Chris Paul and you know Landry Shamit, you make the deal. Uh, you definitely do, but I, I just I'm curious of the fit of a guy who's missed 74 games over the last two years. Um, you know his numbers have gone down quite a bit uh, in Bradley Beal, so I don't think they're better than the Nuggets by any. I mean, hey, who's guarding Nikola Jokic? Go do yourself a favor. Go look up what Nikola Jokic did to yeah. the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he was he averaged I think a triple double for the series. So. We we got to figure out what the Suns or they got to figure out what they're going to do uh, with the bench. And I think long term, you know, with this second apron stuff coming in next year where you're not going to be able to get guys, you know, off of the scrap heap in the buyout market. You're not going to be able to get guys on these veteran minimums. They're locked in. And that no trade clause came with Bradley Beal. So he's not like a guy they can just move whenever they want if it's not working out. They're they're with Bradley Beal for the next four years. So, you know, Tim, to answer your question, 
you know, sitting at seven to one, uh, I don't really have any interest because it felt like depth hurt them in the postseason. Uh, they don't have much interior size. Maybe they can flip DeAndre Ayton for you know some some pieces. Um, but I, I, yeah, the Nuggets to me are, are definitely still the team to beat in the in the you know Western Conference. And and look, if this Celtics deal that's being reported out there goes yeah, down, where Kristaps Porzingis, like that's much more. Kristaps Porzingis was the best Wizard last yeah. year, not Bradley Beal. He was really good last year. By the way, the Wizards, and this is not a gambling thing, but just as an aside, they, they drive me crazy because they might be the dumbest, one of the dumbest organizations in all of sports. And I talked about this yesterday. They have not had a 50-win season since 78-79. That, that, that's just a disgusting stat with, with 50 wins being a low bar. And the fact that they extended Beal instead of trading him when they would have gotten real value for him. And, yep. and in a league where the Stifle Tower got, what, five first-round picks when they, when they traded him, uh, what, this past offseason? And now... They're, they trade him for nothing. They go with a big three of Kuzma, Porzingis, and Beal, which is not a realistic big three. That's, a, at best, a two and two threes. Like They they are incredibly frustrating and, and seem to be just chasing their tail all the time. The fan base that, you know, however many there are out there, you know, let's be honest, I'm from the area. Um, they deserve better. I mean, it's, it's, if, uh, it's a, you know, Zach Lowe, I thought was hilarious on his podcast today where he said, you know, the, I think he said the, I'll, I'll find the quote. It was like the Kings of mediocrity, yes. uh, have decided to move on. He goes, uh, he goes, he called the, uh, the wizards, the play in Kings of the East. <laughs> <laughs> I That's mean, a joke. and you're right. I mean, because Ken, to your point, you had an actual piece to rebuild, and, and and I know there's a Baltimore station, and and what the Orioles have done, you know, tearing it down and building back up has done incredibly well. I mean, just look down the road, right? The Nationals won the World Series in 2019, and they took a wrong turn. The farm system was crap, and it really hurt to trade Juan Soto. But that trade, we'll see how it all plays out. But it replenished the yep. farm system, right? But then you look at the other two franchises in that town, Washington with Kirk Cousins, where they refused to pay him, and then they refused to trade him for a first-round pick because Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen got in their feelings and didn't want to give it to Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco for the number two overall pick. Yeah. Uh, refused to do that. They've been in mediocrity. And then the Wizards. I mean, Ted Leonsis wanted to be loyal. There's no such thing yeah. as loyalty, man. This is, this is professional sports. you got to win. And they could have got a whole lot two years ago, especially when he didn't have a quarter of a billion dollar contract and the only no trade clause in the NBA. Last thing for you, Tim, we're a couple months away from week zero in college football. Any teams you're eyeing in terms of futures? So a couple things, Tim, and obviously through the summer months, we'll hit on a bunch of uh, of teams as as we start to ratchet things up. Uh, Fired up. Navy is playing week zero, by the way. First game of the college football season, Notre Dame-Navy. Uh, it'll be at 2.30 oh. Eastern. Uh, week zero, baby. Over in Ireland. So uh, get fired up for that. Uh, the Brian Newberry era begins against Notre Dame. Two quick thoughts, because I know you guys are up against it. Um, people, please stop betting Colorado to win the national championship. <laughs> this is getting out of control. Like I'm excited for uh, that fan base and you know what Prime will bring there. But let me give you a stat. BetMGM put this out today that 8.5% of the 
of futures tickets in the national championship market at BetMGM across the country are on Colorado. Eight and a half percent. That is unbelievable for a team who won a game last year. One. It's flushing your money down the toilet. It literally is. There's better things to do. Even if it's $5, you can go get a a nice iced coffee in the summer months for $5. Do that. Uh, Real quickly, a team I I do think maybe is worth a little bit of a fade uh, is uh, is Duke. Uh, Duke had a heck of a year last year. They bring back 18 starters, but... You know, I'm a big, you know, sell high, buy low type of guy. Their win total was three last year, guys. They exceeded it. They won eight regular season games. They won their bowl game, too, against UCF at the Military Bowl. But they played two teams with above 500 records last year. This year, they play eight bowl teams. They play Notre Dame. They play Clemson. They play Florida State. Uh, while I'm, I think Mike Elko is a very good coach down there in Durham, I think they might be headed in, in positive directions I think under six and a half, it's just a, a little too lofty of expectations for the Blue Devils, whose preseason win total was three last year. Tim Murray lets people know what's going on at VEASAN. Yeah, each and every weekday night, myself, former NFL QB Sean King from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, also, if you want more college football content, uh, check out the VEASAN College Football Betting Cup podcast. Uh, previewed the ACC and Notre Dame this week. Always great, buddy. Thanks. We'll talk next week. All right, boys. See ya. Thanks so much. Hey, coming up next, 410-583-1057. Orioles lose. They take a split out of Tampa off tomorrow. Your thoughts on the Orioles? Your thoughts on Jordan Westbrook, Colton Kowser, on Jorge Mateo? What should the Orioles do with Mateo and Frazier, who aren't hitting? Also, Ravens. We can get into the Bateman-Oway debate. Who's under more pressure? We're taking your calls next here on The Fan. Inside. Inside. With Jason Lock and Fora and Ken Wyman. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients. Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at Hero.co. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 the fan it's time to hear from the people 410-583-1057 Orioles lose today 7-2 they split the two game set in Tampa they go 2-3 and three on this road trip losing 2-3 two in Chicago 2 and 3 losing 2 of 3 in Chicago and then splitting with Tampa they are off tomorrow start a homestand against Seattle on Friday Talk about what you'd like to see the Orioles do in this off day. Anybody you'd like to see up? Maybe Jordan Musburger or Colton Kowser. Uh, how soon could Grayson Rodriguez be here? What should the Orioles do about their Jorge Mateo problem? 410-583-1057. Also talking Ravens, we will pull up at IA1057, the fan. Which player entering his third season is under more pressure? Rashad Bateman or Adafe Owe? Let's go out to the phone lines now and get things started with Brad and Chesapeake Beach. Brad, you're on the fan. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. So I think the pressure's on Bateman. I think if there's sacks to be had, Oway's going to get them. But Bateman's got two wide receivers ahead of him going to be competing for catches. And I just think it's going to be tough, and the pressure's really on him to perform. I appreciate it. You think, you, you think Oway more than Ajabo would get the sacks if they're there? Uh, I don't know. I think so. But I, I just think if there's sacks to be there, it's two of them you know, that, that are going to get them compared to Bateman, who's got Flowers and, you know, uh, the big name Beckham. ahead of them. Yeah, ahead of them that are going to want the ball, too. So I just think his opportunities are going to be less. No, I, so he's I, really going to have to perform when he gets them. It's a fair point. I appreciate the call. I just think that the, the offense is going to be different. I'm not telling you this is going to be the Rams, like with Kurt Warner, where they're throwing the ball over the field, but I do think they're going to be throwing more than they have in the past. I think that that Todd Munkin is going to have more of a an adult NFL offense, and Lamar Jackson is going to have to feed some mouths, and I think Bateman can be one of those mouths that gets fed. They're going to get Rashad Bateman the football. Assuming health, they are going to get Rashad Bateman the football because, uh, like I was saying earlier, in terms of yak, this guy played seven games. He was 22 yards off the second leading receiver in yak. He played seven games, Ken. They need that in this offense, and he can provide that. And he was showing so much playmaking ability early in the year. Did the drops kind of drive you a little bit crazy? Of course. But, no, uh, they're going to get Rashad Bateman the football, barring health. Adafi Owe, as far as him getting – I mean, he had the potential to get sacks just in playing games last year, Ken. He only came up with three of them, yeah. so I don't know if I'm buying yeah, that that's logic. The thing, yeah, that's the thing for me. It, and when you heard Chuck Smith talk about Ajabo and Owe uh, when he spoke, and I think it was uh, OTAs, uh, like here, here's Chuck Smith, the new outside linebacker coach, former sack doctor 
uh, talking about Adafi Owe. Well, the first thing you want to do is teach him to understand that if you use moves, you'll have success. If I think of Von Miller, all you guys can say he does a what? Spin. After this year, when you see Adafi, you're going to know his signature pass first move. So he's talking about a guy that going into his third year needs to learn a move. When he talked about Ajabo, he was, this guy's a dude. This guy, he's ready. Like this, He wasn't saying, well, he needs to learn this or that. You can't win in the NFL consistently just running by someone. You can't teach speed. Adafi Owe has the speed, but he's not going to win every single no. way. And and it's about hand usage. And when he was meeting with the media during OTAs, he was talking about a shoulder uh, placement, go, dipping around the corner. And he knows that he needs to put in work. And it, when I was talking to him in the locker room halfway through the year last year, the frustration was definitely pal- palatable. And... You just hope that he went into this offseason motivated and, you know, this year or this time around a year ago, we were saying sling isn't a thing. Well, didn't have to worry about the shoulder injury. Hopefully that's a situation where he could lift and get stronger. I'm trying to be glass half full. Let's grab Ethan and Hampstead. Ethan, you're on the fan. Hello, guys. How are you doing today? Good. So for as A++ Mike Elias has been this whole regime, I just – cannot wrap my mind around why he is so loyal to players like Mateo and Perez. He has pieces down in the minors that are ready to go, and I just can't wrap my mind around why he would be loyal to them. It's not working. It's time to, you know, he said liftoff. And if they were so quick to option Irvin and Rodriguez for being ineffective, why can't he be so quick to get rid of them for being ineffective. Now it's a very good point. Thanks for the call. Yeah, he he, they got rid of Cole Irvin fast. They got rid of Grayson. Well, after Grayson basically gave up in that game against the Rangers and did the home, the Grand Slam, they said you're going down. Why does Jorge Mateo's name get put in the lineup every single day? It's baffling, Ken. April was a long time ago, and ever since the beginning of May, his on base percentage is like 180. That's abysmal you you got guys that can joey ortiz be as great a defender as mateo no but is the drop off significant probably not i'm very confident that joey ortiz given that 38 game span would have better offensive numbers than jorge mateo and also a better at bats jorge yes. mateo last not night was 0 for 4 two strikeouts the first at bat he struck out on three pitches none of which were strikes except for he swung at them yeah. like he were those were bad at bats last night i was shocked going against a righty today yeah. that mateo was in the lineup when joey ortiz a left-handed yeah. batter down and away all of them and you don't think every opposing pitcher doesn't know that, and he still can't lay off him. Yeah, I would not throw him a strike. No. Coming up next here on the program, we go back around the AFC North. We've talked to people in Pittsburgh. We've talked to people in Cincinnati. Well, now Jake Trotter covers the Browns for ESPN. What does he think about the Browns offseason? What about Deshaun Watson? How good can this Browns team be? We'll ask Jake next here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.